talking with the Pro Football Ireland as we get closer to the season starting. We have a special guest today. First off, Michael McQuaid, Michaela Fagan, Mark Hogan. In no particular order, delighted to be joined by Chargers GM Tom Telesco. Tom, uh, it's great to chat to you again. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Good to see you guys again. Tom, I had a chance to chat to an, an, an unnamed GM, shall we say, a couple of weeks ago. And, and I said to him about, you know, do you get the chance to maybe put the head down and, and 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 have a week's vacation at some point? And he laughed at me and said, there's no days off in this league. Is it like that all year round? Do you get a chance, Tom, even, you know, after the draft? Or is it just 24-7 this job? I mean, it kind of is. You know, when you have one of these, you know, people can reach you everywhere. So um, it's the nature of the job. But um, starting... Uh, Really, next week, the whole league kind of just, I wouldn't say it shuts down, but it slows down. Everybody kind of gets away a little bit. Um, on some, this is the only time of the whole year we can really take some vacation time. So everybody kind of does that between now and training camp. Um, but, you know, it doesn't mean things really stop. There's still things going on. You still have to keep track of what's going on and monitor things. Um, it's the nature of the job, but it also makes the job fun. You know, it's always moving. There's things always going on. So, um, yeah, but you can never really just disconnect and get away. But I think you, you can probably say that about a lot of jobs nowadays. So you can never really get away even when you're on vacation. Um, but uh, that's also why we like these jobs as well. I guess jumping straight into kind of talking about the defensive side of the ball and um, the Chargers made a big promotion internally this offseason, promoting the secondary coach, Derek Ansley, to defensive coordinator. What kind of made you make the decision to promote internally? What were factors did you consider instead of going outside the Chargers organization? Sure. You know, we interviewed some candidates from outside the, the organization as well and then kind of compared uh, with Derek. So obviously we know Derek well just being here on a daily basis. And um, he, he's been since I didn't know Derek at all until we had hired him originally when Brandon came on staff here. And uh, he's, he's a high riser. He's really sharp. He's got great communication skills with the players knows the defensive scheme inside and out, and he's a great teacher and motivator, um, which you have to have those school skills, especially as a teacher at this level with players coming in from college, transitioning to pro football. And um, he just, uh, he really kind of, you know, solidified himself just being here on a daily basis so we can see him every day. So um, we're excited about him there. You know, it's going to be a different voice in front of the room. Obviously, our head coach, Brandon Staley, is, is a big part of the defense, and he calls the defense, but he relies a lot on his coordinators, and he relies a lot on his defensive coordinator. And uh, I'm excited to watch Derek go. He's got a really bright future in this league, even beyond as a, beyond a coordinator. Um, but we're excited to see him in this new role and, um, and uh, you know, get this defense uh, jumping like it did at the end of the year last year. And Tom, you mentioned an excitement for the defense, but I suppose as fans, we're super excited now for the offense. It was already super stacked at the wide receiver position. Then you went and got Quinton Johnson 21st overall. What is the vision, I suppose, more than just, you know, putting up points? What's the vision for the offense? Is it to go pass heavy, to keep balance with the run? Because, you know, from a fan point of view, I think it's the best wide receiver core in the league now. Well, I think when we, as long as we have Justin Herbert, uh, we're going to throw the ball a good amount. And, and I think that's the path to winning anyways. Uh, don't get so much concerned on the balancing in the, in the run in the pass. I get more concerned about just balancing um, the touches for everybody. We have a lot of skill, both at running back tight end and receiver. and want to make sure we get everybody the ball as much as we can. Um, obviously, the running game is a part of it. Um, you have to be able to run the ball, uh, certainly in the second half of games. Um, but you got to be able to run the ball when other teams know you're going to run the ball. And that's where we struggled last year. Um, but you know, as long as 
Justin is here. Uh, we're going to get the ball up in the air. It's an exciting brand of football. We, like I said, that that's the path to winning. Um, and so a lot of that is the, the receiver room. Um, they get the bulk of it. It's a very expensive position. Um, and you need multiple receivers. So it's, it's kind of hard to put that group together. We're, I'm, I'm proud of our scouting staff. I mean, that's a homegrown room right there. I mean, everybody in that room um, has either been drafted here or signed after the draft. And uh, that's important. You know, when you go out in free agency trying to sign receivers, uh, not only is it expensive, um, but the success rate isn't very high. We like to try and draft our own and, and develop them and have them move up. So we'll kind of see how it plays out, but I'm excited for the offense this year. It's going to look different than last year. Um, I'm excited to see how it plays out. And, we, and I don't even know. I mean, I've, you can talk about it here. We look at, it, look at it on paper. We'll know in training camp how it starts to look, and then obviously in September. But I'm excited for the group um, that we have enough weapons and enough different options for Kellen Moore to go to in different situations that can really be successful. Putting you in the spot here, Tom, it's your 11th season with the Chargers. Obviously, you've had the location change also, and a lot's happened in the league over that time frame. And we, as international analysts or fans, have seen a lot of change here. What what has been the biggest change for you in the league in this last 10, 11 years that, just that you find as a GM? Well, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think with all sports, you know, things evolve and change. And I think if you do things the way you've always done them, you get left behind. So... You know, since I've been in this position for 10 plus years now, you know, we're always striving to, to get better and not just look back and think, hey, this is the way we've always done it. And that's the way we'll continue to do it, even if it worked, because um, everybody changed, everything evolves. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing, I think offense and defensive football, since when I first started here 10 years ago to now, it's it's even more spread out than it was when I first started. Uh, the passing game has exploded even more. And a lot of that's from the college game. And, and that trickles out even to the high school game, how much they throw the ball in high school and how few teams in high school at least in this, in our country um, are pure running offenses. Just doesn't exist much anymore. A couple of teams here and there. Uh, when I was in high school 30 years ago, most teams ran the ball a lot, you know, and very few teams threw it a lot. Now it's the complete opposite. So then that trickles up. And now you see in our pro game how spread out it is, how much teams throw the ball. That obviously affects the defense. We have to be able to rush and cover at all times. Um, so the game evolves and changes. Um, so that's probably been the biggest thing, and you have to keep building your team around that. You know, I think if you get stuck, you know, going too far back, you get passed. So um, but that, that that's just great about all sports. I mean, things evolve and change, and maybe they'll they'll change back to more run heavy at some point. I have no idea, but I know the way football is played now. It's exciting for fans. It's, it's exciting for us. Um, the more balls are in the air throwing, the more exciting it is, and more points on the board, the better. Um, but, you know, offensively and defensively, we have to evolve with that. It's the age old saying that defense wins championships. And you can say that the Chargers have some of the best defensive players with Joey Boza, Khalil Mack, Derwin James. How confident are you going forward in the next couple of years with this defensive core that you have now at the Chargers? Do you think they are going to play an instrumental part in bringing a Super Bowl to the Los Angeles Chargers? Uh, Certainly so. I mean, in having the Kansas City Chiefs in your division, you know, you'd have to play some defense. You know, you have to try and find a way to slow Patrick Mahomes down. It's really hard to do with, with him and Kelsey and everybody else. It's uh, so it's a challenge, but I like, uh, I like our defensive core. I really love our scheme of what we do um, and trying to, you know, build that all together. 
And, uh, you know, the goal is to get our quarterback the ball as often as possible, and that comes from stops on defense. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can't just be heavy on one side or the other. Uh, you have to balance it. You know, we can't be an all-defensive team and not have enough on offense to score, and we can't have it the other way around where we can score with everybody, but we can't stop anybody. So you have to balance it out the best that you can. Um, that's where we're trying to get to. But, you know, I do like our core on defense. Um, I think it's starting to – last year we're still kind of getting our feet on the ground with the scheme we're running, which is a lot different than we had run previously. Uh, we're much closer now with what we have. And uh, like I said, trying to keep it as balanced as we can on offense and defense, and and that trickles down to special teams too. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this defense as we come into this year. I think we're much farther along now than we were last year. There was a – few key defensive players last year like Bose themselves who who did get injured and were out for a good few games throughout the season and uh, coming into this off season what are the team and the players themselves who suffered the injuries what are they doing to make sure they can stay fit throughout the whole season yeah it's the nature of football I mean uh, you get hurt in this game so um it just it happens I mean there's just there's a lot of times with like Joe Joey is uh Nobody takes care of his body better than than Joey does. Um, I don't know if there's that much more he can do, and sometimes injuries just happen. So, um, you know, you work with it. But as far as, uh, you know, how we handle our players, the, the health, the wellness, the performance part of it, we're always striving to get better. Um, we've got a really good staff here that works with our players. And then a lot of it's, you know, how you practice, how you play, the tempo that you how you do it. Um, Brandon Staley, Staley does a great job, especially in training camp and even in the regular season, as far as making sure we have recovery days and recovery exercises, uh, it's a long season. It's a grueling season from the beginning of training camp all the way through the playoffs to make sure we have enough recovery time for players. He's got a great plan as far in training camp, as far as the tempo of what we go and what we do on certain days. He puts a lot of work into that. And, um, you know, on, on the front end, as we're bringing in players, we try and draft and sign players that, um, you know, you kind of work through and try and try and mitigate your risk injury wise. Now it's impossible to do that hundred percent, but um, you know, try and find the most durable players you can. And now sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but we've got a guy, a lot of guys here that, that it means a lot to them as far as what they put into their body and how they take care of themselves. We have a staff here that have the resources with that. And then now uh, we try and practice the right way and try and get through the season. But we know as a whole, you know, you're going to have injuries through every season. Um, and that's uh you know, that's why you have to have as deep a roster as you can, especially with younger players that may have to step into bigger roles, you know, trying to hold the fort down until a veteran is back in. And that's what we kind of did last year. And one of those unfortunate injuries that happened last year was on the offensive line with Rashawn Slater, but it wouldn't take it away from anyone saying that it's still one of the stronger points across the league, your offensive line. But it has gone from a weakness to a strength in the last few years, that offensive line. What did you, you know, emphasize, whether it was characteristics or otherwise, when you were able to, you know, go after those guys and make it such a strength? Yeah, it's just something we kept working at. It wasn't like we didn't, you know, a while back, it's not like we didn't feel like it was needed to get better and be a strength. It's just, you know, maybe we've We've hit on a little bit more guys than we had in the past, but the, as far as what we're looking for hasn't changed. Um, you know, four of our five starters are you know players we drafted, and then we signed Corey Lindsley as, as our center. Um, but it's such an important part of your offense, not only the passing game but but the run game. It, that, that's your core group. And um, I remember when I arrived here ten years ago, looking back at the Chargers from you know from the nineteen late seventies, early eighties with Dan Fouts, and obviously this is pre free agency, but 
they had the same five starting offensive line for years. And those five guys played together and they played really well together. Um, protected Dan Fouts really well. And they ran a ball at a high rate with a lot of different running backs. Um, but that was always striking to see. Like you look at all these rosters from back then, it was like the same five guys every year. I would love to get to that. Now, This that was pre-free agency. It's hard to do that nowadays. But um, if you can find the right five and then about you know two or three other really strong uh, backup offensive linemen that you think has some characteristics, maybe start down the road and to keep those guys together as long as we can. So I'm excited about this offensive line. I do think it's a strength. I agree with you. Um, they play well together. They're really talented. They, I think they fit what, what we want to do up front. So um, that can make everything go. I mean, as you go through a season, um, so much on offense, your quarterback play, your running back play, your receiver play, tight ends, it's really dependent on how you play up front with your front five, and they can kind of set a tone in a football game from first quarter to fourth quarter. Um, so, but uh, yeah, it's probably taken us a little longer than I would have liked to kind of get this the group the way we actually want it, uh, but we got there. We've seen it first hand in the AFC West, and obviously it'll come to Justin eventually. But when QBs get paid, you know, a large percentage of that cap, Tom. Do you look at different players or certain positions in the team and you try to cut costs or is it just the general overall trying to cut costs when it comes to paying somebody a larger amount than others? Well, first of all, it's a good problem to have that if you're going to have to pay a quarterback yeah. franchise money. So it's something we're not complaining about. Um, but yeah, as you go through and build the team, things are going to have to change a little bit because that the percentage in that, that position is just really high. Um, so yeah, there are certain positions that will affect moving forward. Um, but, uh, you know, well, we have a pretty good plan. We knew this was going to come up really after Justin's rookie year, as far as, Hey, the planning, long-term planning at this football team, it, you know, especially going to have to change a little bit, but, um, we're kind of built for that. You know, we've got a coaching staff that is really number one, they're, they're excellent teachers. And that's what you have to have as you draft players and develop them. It really comes down to teaching. Um, the talent part is usually the easier part, but really trying to find guys that fit what we want to do with scheme wise. And then. You know, try and get them to the point where their abilities can take over. Um, it takes some time, and that's where the coaching staff does a great job. Um, but uh, yeah, as we move forward, you know, not so much this year, but you know, 2024, 2025, um, you know, we're going to skew younger in certain positions. Um, that's just the nature of, of the business, and uh, which is, you know, it's, it's fun to do. Um, you know, putting the, the team together, it may not be a veteran laden team. Um, but I think plenty of teams have shown you don't have to have, you know, 22 older veterans at every position to, 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 to go win a Super Bowl. So um, the, the, the issue is just trying the right mix of veteran players. And then I call it like younger core players, say like, you know, three, four and five year players and then some rookies and, and first year players trying to mix those guys all together to have a stronger roster as possible. And that's what we'll do moving forward. And having Justin in the building, I mean, it makes it the envy of most of the league to have that quarterback in place. And of course, you drafted him, so you ha of course, we have to give you credit. But, uh, you know, how much easier does it make your job having him in the building? Or do you kind of wish that you were able to have the opportunity to go out and have all the fun as the other GMs looking for a, a quarterback year on year on year? <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 I can't tell you. I mean, I sleep a lot better at night. And it's not only Justin as a player, but you just know how much work he puts into his profession and that rubs off on other players. I think when, when they see your top players work as hard as they do on a daily basis, they all fall into place. I mean, we're in, 
these, these are off-season practices right now. They're volu- they're voluntary. Um, we were running sprints after practice last week, and with the big guys running, Joey Bosa was was first going across that line on every single one. Um, so you know when a young player comes, when a young edge rusher comes in here and sees how hard Joey works, guys kind of fall into place. And I think the same thing with Justin. Um, he brings all those intangible factors that you need as a franchise quarterback that are just as hard to find as the physical uh, characteristics. Um, so and it all starts there. I mean, the way football is played, you know, the quarterback is a really key part of the team, obviously. So to have that in place uh, for a long time and continue to build around him and then build a defense that can get him the ball back and build a special teams that can um, really affect the game like they affected last year, that's the goal. This would be the penultimate question now, but you were able to touch on, you know, something like Bosa coming in first in the sprints or whatever. Uh, last year, Patrick Mahomes had this video go viral of him throwing the ball behind the back or whatever. Uh, is there any stories that you can share from Chargers camp the last few years that kind of stand out, whether it's Herbert or a player or otherwise, something quirky that, uh, you know, you, you thought, oh, that was kind of cool to see? Yeah, you know, and I think I've told this story before, so maybe you've heard it, but um, Justin's rookie year when we were going through the, the COVID pandemic um, and, you know, our roster depth charts and situations were a lot difficult than a lot more difficult than um, because you never know on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, even Sunday morning, if somebody gets COVID and they can't play in the game, you know, how are we going to handle this roster wise? So we were going through, you know, okay, who's our backup long snappers, who are emergency kickers, who's our emergency punters. And, um, we had mentioned a couple guys about, you know, has anybody punted? And Justin said he had punted in high school, but hadn't punted since. So uh, I actually went out there with a with a football, and I didn't snap it like like a regular long snapper. I just threw it underhand. But um, I wanted to see him just punt a couple balls to see, like in an emergency 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 situation, could he go in and do this? Uh, so I flipped in a ball back once. He punts it and kind of shanked it a little bit. Um, so I'm thinking, ah, maybe this this probably won't work. And he said, no, 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 give me give me one more. So I spin it back to him, and he knocks off a punt like 42 yards with hang time. Um, ball turned over. It's probably like four six, four seven hang time. Do another one back. He kicks another one. Same thing. I'm like, all right, we got our backup punter, just like that. Um, but it, it what it shows you really is he's just a great athlete. You know, he's a really good golfer. Um, he played multiple sports in high school, he played basketball and baseball in high school. He's just a natural athlete. So um, I guess we shouldn't have been surprised that he can just all of a sudden pick up a football and punt it that he hasn't put in probably six, seven years and punt it. I wouldn't say to a, a true NFL starter quality, but certainly good enough in a game. If something happened, he could go in um, and get a punt off that we could cover. So um, that was interesting. But like I said, these guys, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, um, they're just gifted at what they do. And really... Most of our players here, you if you get this far to be a professional football player, you're probably gifted in a lot of different areas that, you know, God just didn't give. All, well, I shouldn't say maybe you guys have those same gifts. I don't have those same gifts. Um, they can just pick up a football, kick it like an NFL punter, be a scratch golfer, you know, play baseball, basketball. But uh, yeah, Justin, is he's, he's a rare one. That would be a funny one to have on your bingo cards, Justin Herbert's Kicking, kicking a punt during the regular yeah. season. That would be, yeah. that's hopefully one we don't need it. But um, finally, just the last question. You drafted three defensive players um, recently in, that, in this year's draft, an edge, a linebacker, and a defensive tackle. Are the team still actively looking to bring in players uh, 
pretty much any position is that something that you still kind of always look to do just to strengthen the team yeah you know we have a pro scouting staff that's you know that's all they do every day is monitor the league monitor who is uh currently not signed to an nfl team uh they're watching right now the uh, usfl is going on which is you know a lower tier professional league here the xfl same type of thing they just ended so they're scouting those leagues to see if there's any players available that could come in and help us. So you're always looking. It's really, it's every day of the year that they're they're looking to see if um, there may be somebody who can help us. It could be a situation where we have a player currently that maybe is hurt, maybe won't be ready for training camp, then we may have to bring another player in. So it kind of never ends, and then it never ends during training camp for the season um, to see if there's something out there. Um, but we also have a philosophy too here, is like especially with some of these young players we just signed after the draft, we want to make sure they get a good opportunity to show what they can do in training camp. Um, our off-season practices right now, there's no pads. It's not really competitive. It's more educational and development-wise. And then once we get to training camp, now it's competitive where players are competing to earn a role in the football team, earn a role in the practice squad. Um, that's where it gets more competitive. We would like, Especially the players we just signed, we want to give them a chance to show us what they can do rather than just make a determination off routes versus air that we're gonna let somebody go and bring somebody else in. So try and give everybody a good opportunity in training camp and kind of take it from there. Tom, you've been extremely generous for your time as always. And I'm sure not just us, but fans in Ireland like to wish you and your organization the very, very best this season. But we're excited generally to see the next step in Justin's career and just seeing how the charges go from strength to strength. So thank you very much. And uh, again, thanks for your time. No, I always appreciate you guys having me on. and. You ask great questions, and usually if you ask a really good question, you get a decent answer from me. So I thought, uh, no, you guys do a great job what you do, and um, glad I can at least get on here and just talk about our football team a little bit. I think we're an exciting team to watch, and maybe we can pull in some more fans from uh, across the pond. So thanks for having me on. Thanks, Tom. We might we might catch up in um, in Las Vegas in February. I think. <laughs> Oh, so that's the game you want to come out to, huh? I got it. Uh, well, well, we'll be going out, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see you over there, you know? I'd be excited for it.